This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Jason Dutch from The Voice from the Underground, the podcast, joins us to geek out about season three of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Geek Mooner! Plus, Chris Evans may be returning to the MCU as Captain America. Kevin Feige confirms an R-rated Deadpool 3 is coming. And the streaming wars heat up as Netflix promises to deliver new movies every week this year. What? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, January 14th, 2021. (laughs) You know who this is. And you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news. And by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. Oh yeah, what's up listener? How's it going? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Ibron. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us is a dude who uh, started his own dojo where you can learn how to defend yourself with nothing but sandwiches. That's right. It's Sensei Rug Boy, and that's Rug Boy with an I, right, Rugs? You can make nunchucks out of sausages. What do you call your uh, style <laughs> of uh, karate? Sandwich karate. <laughs> he says that and starts laughing at his own thing. <laughs> I just uh, imagining how absurd it is. Footlongs as nunchucks? Absolutely. To use some suprasat as some nunchucks. There we go. It's suprasati kai. Rug yeah. boy. Rug boy. That's like the, uh, like the fuck boy type. He's the, yeah. he's the fuck boy of the felties. Also joining us, returning guests from The Voice from The Underground, the podcast. It TJ is, Johnson? It, it's not TJ Johnson. Let me tell you about Tony. Big right? Tony ruins lives. It's this guy. <laughs> Mikey Famine? I'm very tired of the Tom Brady dick suck fest. Jason Dutch <laughs> joining us again. How's it oh. going? And he, of course, you had, you had to bring up your least favorite festival right away. Oh, yeah. So I'm the the black sheep over at <laughs> the, the one guy you didn't want to hear from. Guess what, fuckers? Here I am. Be more appropriate if you were labeled at the white sheep. But yes, correct. Yeah. You know, we had a great string of guests the last three weeks, starting with Mikey oh. Famine. And now we're here. And it's over. Yeah. Now <laughs> kind of, we're here now. Now we ended up here. Why don't you tell? No more <laughs> listeners. Why don't you tell a new listener or someone maybe hasn't heard about the voice from the underground, the podcast, what the show's about. Jason Dutch. Uh, yeah, well, it sucks balls. So <laughs> the, the uh, no voice from the underground. Um, and actually, I guess I'll just I was going to probably tell you guys this later. Well, voice from the underground has been around since 2017. You guys and I have, I don't know, probably seven or so mutual listeners. Um, <laughs> Maybe eight. So it's uh, it, it, it's fun in that way. So a few people out there know who I am. Uh, and they've already blocked me on Twitter, but, <laughs> but, um, we are three oh, guys. Shit. Um, Big Haas and I have been doing this for three years. Mikey joined us to replace, uh, Tony's boyfriend, TJ. <laughs> uh, about seven, eight months ago, we talked politics. We talked pop culture. Our 200th episode is going to be recorded, uh, live on YouTube nice. on Sunday and will be the final. 
what? episode what? of Voice what? of the Underground. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which will be picked up immediately thereafter uh, on Wednesday on the same feed, so you won't have to resubscribe to anything, uh, by a new podcast, which is mostly going to be the same. So it'll still be lousy. So, you know, no, don't worry. It'll It'll be recorded s- above ground. <laughs> is it, it above it, ground? It, yeah, we're going to be voiced from above ground now. <laughs> um, the, we're going to be renaming the podcast Dig on America, uh, oh, DOA uh, for, for short. Oh, okay. DOA, I like it. Yeah, so we're going to have the the shovel theme will still be there. Yeah, uh, but it will be called Dig on America now, and we're just doing it to rebrand. Cool. You know, Voice from the Underground will still be the overarching media company, if that me- means anything. Sure. Um, I- I'm not sure what I'm going to rename or what, but uh, you know, the YouTube channel maybe. Um, I might leave it as VFU. I might not. I I, I have to see how things go, but like on iTunes and for the live stream and everything like that, it'll be. Dig on America. So you can get the dig. Get the dig. On America. And we're going to focus more on the politics now. We're going to kind of cut most of the pop culture out. But our tagline is going to be something like this. We're still refining it. But it's going to be a um, a socio-political cake with pop culture sprinkles. Oh, Oh, I like uh, sprinkles. Or something like that. Cake is Uh, yummy, too. What prompted the... uh the rebrand just you wanted to get a little bit more focused i've been thinking about doing it for like years because of a multitude of reasons uh people keep calling up us voices from the underground <laughs> or voices of you know so people go searching for us and they find there if you search voice of the underground yeah. or voice from underground i bet there's a bunch come of up shows with completely different shit yeah you know so it's been difficult in that from that particular standpoint and on top of that, like when I tweet and stuff, it's long to write out. So, you know, Bro, you, in America, your, your current title has the word the in it three times. Let me just point that out. the voice from the <laughs> this is true. Under- wow. So, you know, I've been telling from- Imran for like months to rename the show, the rug boy show. It but should he won't be the do it. Look, and it took uh, me. I like that. I like that. Imran's now like the true feelings come out about how he's felt about your title. I hate that name. <laughs> And now this is much better. Look, it took Fucking me, guys. Took me Son of a bitch. took me six years we go through to, to uh, change uh, our logo. Just a quick color scheme change, uh, and this guy's now an expert uh, on uh, what to name your show and six, how to market it. Six uh, years to change our fucking shitty logo. I like the new blue logo, though. We well, do. I, needed to uh, pay a guy 20 bucks to tell us that we sucked or something. Yeah. It? It's something, I have no, don't listen to me, but I just wanted to point that out. The hardest part's going to be getting like all the intros and everything, because like I'm, I'm, I'm not paying Flavor Flav. Again. <laughs> well, I didn't pay him the first time. No, One of our it. listeners yeah. did, but he, his price his price went up to like four fifty. No, he's not worth. Oh, it. fuck yourself. No, flavor flavor is not worth a four fifty cameo. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, Jesus so Christ. Maybe I'll get like. Well, I was going to get Tiny Lister, but he passed away a couple weeks ago, oh. so that's how the, he was only seventy five dollars. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Big news, though. Thanks for like breaking it here. I love yeah, it. Yeah, this is the first place I've. I, I mean, I've put teasers out there on yeah. Facebook and stuff, but this is the first place. And and what better place? Our best buddy podcast, honestly. So I mean, we know you're not our best friend, but or, oh, we're all friends. or vice versa. You know, we're all you're, friends. You're our best friend, but we're not yours. I okay. get it. Right? I get it. so no, that that yeah, whatever. Well, that's exactly. How it I works. guess how that yes. works. All right, you can tell by the by the things Imran had to say about you how he really feels. Uh, uh, well, you, oh. know, you know, now that I'm divorcing you, yeah, I just yeah. want you to know. I've always fucking hated your feet smell. I, I hated your I hated your title. I hated your logo. Yeah, listen, you guys suck. And and, the, uh, and kill the white guy on the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we're talking about our show or their show. Anyways, okay. And on, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. On with the shit show, you motherfucker. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now let's talk about some dumb shit to escape the fucking insanity that is the real world. Big MCU news here, guys. Deadline. Sources telling Deadline that Chris Evans, uh, it says, cleaning the dust off his Captain America attire as he is expected to reprise the role in the MCU in some form. Geek boner. Uh, the article says it's still vague whether the deal is closed, but insiders say it's headed in that direction for Evans to return as Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, and at least one Marvel property with the door open for a second film. Sources add it's unlikely to be a new Captain America movie, more likely to be a cameo in something else. And it turns out Chris Evans, you know, had been very public that he would be hanging up the shield after Avengers Endgame, passing it on to Anthony Mackie, which we'll see in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But apparently things had changed in recent months, it says, as the idea was floated of Evans returning to the MCU. And to see if there was any interest as the weeks went by, Evans became more game to the idea with the two sides coming to an agreement at the top of the year. We thought we saw the last of Chris Evans of Steve Rogers um, comments. What do you think? The last time we saw him in Endgame, he's looking like Joe Biden a little bit, you know, <laughs> uh, so he's all old now. But, you know, he time traveled. Anthony, comment. Does this give you a geek boner? Well, I'm all in. I love, I mean, Chris Evans is perfect casting for me as Captain America. Um, and I, I like, I like the idea of him coming back, maybe not in his own movie, but in a can like not a cameo, but some sort of like Tony Stark, yep. uh, Robert Dine Jr. role that he had in Civil War. Um, I'm interested to see what they could do with him. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm pumped. Um, yeah, about me the, too. About Marvel's direction and, and where they're going. I, like, I, like we talked about, I think, last week, the year break really helped. Yeah. And I think bringing back Chris Evans, you know, they they have Chris Hemsworth in another Thor movie, you know, other than Robert Downey Jr., who I don't think they should bring back anytime soon. This is dead. exciting news. Because yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what kind of stories they have for him and what uh, what kind of role he's going to be back in. So all, all good stuff for me. How do you bring him back? Rugs. Chris Evans on Twitter tweeted, news to me, which of course he's not going to, he can't say anything. They always do this. I don't trust when yeah, they I'm fucking tweet shit. Much bullshit. But uh, what do you think of this? How could he come back? There's The possibilities are kind of unlimited as to how to bring him back, really. I mean, they have a time machine, don't they? Yeah. They can go, so, yeah, so they can do all that type of shit. He went time hopping. Jason Dutch, do you have a crush on, on Chris Evans as Captain America? Uh, he's America's ass. He is. We're going to get America's <laughs> asses back. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> steal my That's own. Sh- is that your shank? Yeah, <laughs> my jank. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah, that is. Is that your jank, Yugar? Uh, the, um, so the thing is, like Rugboy touched on, like what they've done now is something that, you know, DC has probably always had but never used, right? Whereas, wherein that they, they can really go back now and like they could wait 20 years yeah. and just go back and use Chris Evans 20 years from now. And say that he came across some issue back in 1983 when he was happily living with Agent Carter. And he had to become Captain America again. And he had to become Captain because he had his shield at the time and everything. So, you know, they, they really don't miss one beat, uh, you know, with anything. So they, the way that they could do it is endless. Although I do think 
it's too soon because he hasn't really been gone. He was right. in the last movie that they had. So this isn't like it's 2026 and they're like, hey, we're going to bring him back. You know, it's it's like he isn't even really gone yet. Now, and they got to establish, you know, what's going to happen with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm interested to see where that. Yeah, let that ends develop. Up. And yeah, he's still alive, right? Like they didn't in, in imply that his that old Cap died. No, he didn't die. No, he's, he's, he's alive. Out. Yeah, he's hanging out, just being old. Maybe he'll be old Cap in the costume, maybe, like Geritol Cap. Maybe he just shows up to like AARP events and fucking. Yeah, but he still kicks ass. Early like bird he's, dinners. He's as old as Joe Biden, uh, yes. but he can still beat your ass. So he'll be he'll be running for president in 2024. Yes. Imagine Joe Biden with the, as a badass super soldier. I, I was looking at like some of the movies where they could potentially yeah. bring him back. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I didn't see anything that jumped out. No. But I think the first movie that I think could use a boost from Captain America actually would be the one that they just uh, released or they just talked started talking about now, Fantastic Four. Oh. I think if you had like a time travel and they meet Captain America and sort of like a passing of the torch. Yeah. I think that might work. You know, it's a shame Reed Richards will never get to meet Tony Stark. That's something that you've always kind of wanted to see happen in these There's only room for one smart guy. Yeah, okay? one smart guy at a time. And it's not Bruce Banner and Shuri. Uh, but dude, yeah. I I mean, this is going to be years away, obviously, but still, it's exciting to see people don't die. I mean, even, even Robert Downey Jr. can come back. We thought Vision was dead at the end of Endgame. He's not dead. He's still fucking around. We don't know how. <laughs> we're going to we'll find out. out. Yeah, we're going to find out. Listener, let us know. A lot of people on our Facebook group, Talking Nerd Nation, we're geeked about this news. Leave your comments. Join the nation. It's called Jockin' Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group just for you. Listener, so WandaVision will be out by the time this show posts. We have not seen it yet. It's frustrating. We're a day away. Full review next week, of course. Uh, but the Rotten Tomato score has been revealed. It's a 94%. Oh, shit. With 94 ratings, 8.09 out of 10. I've skimmed some of these reviews briefly. I don't want to get spoiled. How did they release it? Can you? T- was it the, fir- the, the first three or the Fri- whole thing? What the first do they do? Friday, they're going to release the first two and then release okay. the remaining nine. Oh, there's nine total weekly. Reviewers got to see the first three. Reviewers got to see the first three episodes. We're only going to get to see the first two. Yeah, but it's getting pretty good reviews. Yeah, I, saw, I saw some of the reviews. Too. Right. Uh, so, yeah, first two episodes will be out on this post and then once a week, every Friday. And then two weeks after that, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier start. They're really going to start stringing mcu content one right after another that- J- jason yeah we we've we've oh, we, us three of, of hello we've <laughs> talked about I, this these this show ad nauseum yeah. but i'm curious to see someone who's maybe a little bit more casual of an mcu fan what you think well, i'm of- not a casual mcu fan i just want i just i'm just a lifelong dc comics reader so okay you, you know so someone it, that's that's in I that, love in that vein yeah. What do you what do you think of WandaVision? I think that it's an interesting idea. It sucks that we're not going to be able to see anything more than the first two episodes ever because of course democracy and the civil war start on it the twenty first. Might shut everything <laughs> yeah. down. Democracy oh, ends shit. on the twenty first. So, you know, it's well all those of us who live through it, if T V is still around, might get to see it. I just need a signal, um, man. Give me a signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 what's your wireless password you fuck yeah, yeah, okay you know they uh, maybe it'll be released on on what's left of parlor uh, but the, the but the 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 great thing is though is that it's uh what they've done is it it's not really i, I can't see how it's going to be mcu canon in any way it's just a fun show you know part of it might end up being i think it will 
It but, will be. Yeah. But, you know, but like they've got all these branches now and you, it's like, I don't know if it's going to be like, it's MCU, but it's not, but there can only be one lineage of the MCU. You can't have 30 different lineages, right? Well, Fahey's come out. So all those TV shows prior were kind of like tangential, but this is the first time that Marvel Studios is actually producing their TV shows. And Fahey's come out and said these will interact with the movies like this one has a direct tie-in to the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, this is the out. beginning oh, of so it. So it does. Okay. So it, it all will tie in. This is like the second set of kids that you actually raise yeah, the ones instead of like, the first yeah. one that you never even talked to. The first to. ones were fuck-ups a little bit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Are you talking about the Netflix ones were fuck-ups? Well, yeah. They, we, they're like, they don't they claim had, oh, them. I don't agree. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They no, had he's, he's saying, what he's saying is Marvel Studios doesn't claim those oh, as yeah, actually part up. of their canon. Right. Yeah, they yeah. fucked up by not having them. They're the bastard children. Yeah, they're so yeah. really, Fizey is taking this into an experimental, crazy way where it is one storyline canon that's going to flow between the movies to the TV shows back to the movies. You're going to have to watch all of it to get Mar- all Marvel is intending to have something out basically every week for a whole year. Oh, yeah, and they will. With the movies and the TV shows combined. They will. They may have to change some distribution methods and i will get into that but this week kevin uh Feige was all over every website promoting uh wandavision and it was the same he did zoom calls and he was wearing the same hat and the same background at every zoom call so he must have just sat one day and just talked to all these people over and over again i can't imagine that's a lot of fun he wasn't on your show so it doesn't count he, well, he wasn't on our show he missed our time slot the motherfucker but uh, some interesting bits from the various interviews is he revealed kind of the lengths of these shows. Basically, he says he's looking at developing the TV shows as six hours total. So whether that's like nine or ten half hour ish episodes or six or, or eight, like 40 minute episodes, whatever, uh, everything's going to be about six minutes with uh, fluctuating runtimes like they've done with the Mandalorian. Six hours. Six hours of story total. So She-Hulk is 10 30-minute episodes. Around five or six hours. That's So that's what you can look at. But Winter Soldier and Loki, six 40 to 50-minute episodes we can expect. Uh, so uh, personally, I like the runtime. I like the episode length. I like that they learned that 13 was way too much <laughs> for the Netflix and to keep this tight. So hopefully... Six hours is going to be fun time spending with all these characters and, and the story. Well, six hours is like three movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's super satisfying. That's like a trilogy. Or if it's Lord of the Rings, it's 10 million hours. But, but <laughs> if it's Lord of the Rings, it's half of one movie. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Is that long enough for you to be satisfied for a season? And and he also talked about whether these will have second seasons or not, he's not really sure. They're going to see, like, some episodes, one, some seasons, maybe one-offs, and they don't need. You know, I don't necessarily place all that emphasis, all that much um, of weight in terms of, like, how long the story is, as long as the story fills the time. Yeah. Um, the problem with it wasn't that there was 13 episodes, it was that they didn't have enough no, for 13 they episodes. They stretched out, you know, for those Netflix shows, they start, stretched out one storyline across 13 episodes rather than... You know, weaving in like villain of the week stuff yeah. or like things like that to kind of stretch things Filler. out a little more. Yeah. So as long as they have enough content to fill out the episodes, yeah, it doesn't matter to me how many uh, you know hours it is. So Fizey also mentioned he was uh, uh, he looked at the Mandalorian and the success of how those episodes ran. Jason Dutch, what did you think of the Mandalorian number of episodes and runtime? Was it satisfying enough? I think these Marvel shows are going to be about the same kind of deal. 
Well, I love the Mandalorian. I mean, I, um, as far as the show lengths, I, I mean, it's weird because like getting used to these streaming networks, like, um, and then, well, it's the same thing with Cobra Kai. And we talk about that later, you know, I, because of game of Thrones being so long each episode and like, you know, some of the other shows that I've watched being an hour, 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 15 minutes, 52 minutes, whatever. I always found myself in the middle of the Mandalorian. I don't know if any of you guys did this. I would, I would pause it yeah. just to see how much time how much was left, left. Yeah. To prepare myself for how much more I'm going to get that particular show. So I, and I did the same exact thing with Cobra Kai. So it's, I, I, I but that being was said, that like in a good way or a bad, like, well, you were because, like, man, I wish there was more. Or was it like, oh, this is dragging. No, 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 no. It was because it was good. And okay, because right. I wanted to, and, and I'm like, oh, there's, I, I wonder how much more time they have to develop this particular piece of the storyline. Or is it about the climax? And the only way that pause, or, <laughs> but, but the only way okay, you can, yeah, but the only way you can, can you can see that is by, you know, if it's a 42 minute episode, yeah. you hit pause and it's got eight minutes left, then you kind of have to temper your expectations as to what you're actually going to get in that eight minutes. But I mean, Mandalorian blew that off the chart, especially those last three episodes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, those were just Get epic television. In. So, yeah. It, the Mandalorian I, and Cobra Kai both do the thing you want to do is it leaves you wanting more every time, yeah, you know, and precisely. That's, that's what you want. You don't want to leave you wanting like, oh, you could have cut all that shit out. Like Walking Dead, where you're like, yes, why did I watch this episode? Nothing it was happened. such a waste of time. Yes. Oh, Walking yeah. Dead's coming back with three shows. Those people are not stopping. That fucking show, I don't even know who watches Are they really? Yeah. They're, they're just going to ride it into the ground. Three Walking Dead shows will be running I mean, it's already this year. in the ground. It's in the ground. It's definitely in the ground. And it's they, not even wandering around no. lifeless. They, and they don't care. They're just going to ride it till yeah. it's dead. They're like, keep digging. Keep digging the hole. We don't give a fuck. It's making money. Put more bodies in yes. there. <laughs> Although in COVID, you're going to have to separate everyone six feet. Zombies <laughs> six feet away. Uh, the other... In- Imran, are you concerned about... Uh- yes. These these Marvel shows addressing COVID, uh, they're going to be. You know the reason I think Wanda <laughs> just kick him in the nuts. I think Wanda <laughs> is doing. in this reality is because she wants to escape the Rona. That's why I think <laughs> it's what is the driving force of the whole WandaVision show. Oh, on the okay. other hand, it's going to be great escape television to you watch. Think no one's ever going to kiss on television or in movies ever again. No, and if they do, there'll be a dental dam between them that they'll have to <laughs> remove in CGI later. Oh, jeez! Get that green dental dam. We're going to have to fix that in post. Uh, sure. <laughs> deep fake those <laughs> Let's lips. Key it out. Yes, key it out. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Fuck it. Look, uh, some of that shit's going to happen. Some of it's not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if none there's crowds. There's uh, none of it's happening. None of the movies are coming out either. Well, that's why they have separate beds, you know, Vision yes. and Wanda in, have separate in, beds, in, like, like Ozzy and Dick, Harriet. Yeah, like in the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, you sleep you sleep over there, honey. Uh, the other interesting thing I thought was exciting that gave me Geek Boner. Geek Boner. That Feige confirmed is that Deadpool 3 will indeed be a part of the MCU and be R-rated. And he's, Ryan Reynolds is working on the script oh, shit. with them to develop this now. Rugs, my question is, how R-rated do you think Disney is actually going to take this? Well, I don't know. I mean, they're going to definitely have to say the F word a couple times. Several times. You're going to, are we going to see a penis or an ass? Balls? Or an ass and a penis? Balls? Maybe you see some balls? We're going to see boobs? No, we're we're not going to see boobs. We'll probably see man ass, though. 
Yeah. Manass is on, on the table. Oh, all the I time. I think Manass is definitely <laughs> on the table. Pause. <laughs> Manass on the table. Mm. How do you uh, really feel, Rugs? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, that's what's plausible, right? Like, they're not going to show his <laughs> cock. Anthony, how are you going to make an R-rated MCU movie that has, like, a, the Marvel thing in front of it put out by Disney? I guess you just do it. I, I don't know. You just do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm pumped. I mean, too. I mean, the, the, this is just another awesome. untapped yeah. part it's of really the good. Marvel, you know, experience. Now, granted, we've seen Deadpool twice already, yeah. but that wasn't technically an MCU film. So to to do some sort of tie-in to the MCU now is just another corner of the MCU that they haven't explored. You know, the R-rated, uh, self-referential dick talk jokes. to the camera. Dick yeah, jokes. Dick jokes. That, like, yeah. Let's say, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot more potential to f- have fun with him yeah. interacting with MCU characters then rather than keeping this in its own little pocket. Suddenly so. this Deadpool has new life because the second movie was all right. It was still good. The first movie is great, but I'm like, where are you going to go if you do a third one? But now suddenly the possibilities are, are limitless. Jason Dutch, you like the Deadpool movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, again, the second one was there had it had its moments, but the first one was just classic. Yeah. And I don't see a problem for this. I mean, first of all, they were going to have to do it at some point. So what better way to do it than the third installment of, of Deadpool, which probably will be better than the second one. Uh, but the, the issue is not going to be when it comes out because we, assuming that COVID has, you know, settled down a little bit, by the time this is made and comes out, we should, God, I fucking hope we have this in long in our rear view mirror by then. We got to be looking at like 2020. Three. Well, right? they're not, yeah, it says they're not going to yeah. they're not going to start shooting this until 2022. Okay, so we're probably looking at summer or or winter of yeah. 2023. Yeah. So you know, we'll of course we'll be on COVID 22 by then, but the um the the issue is not going to be the theaters. Assuming that we're back in theaters, the issue is going to be when it goes on the streaming. Yeah. Where, where do, do they put, put it? it on the streaming after yeah. they put it on Disney Plus or they put it on Hulu? That's a good Which point. is not like the either way they do it. It's fine. They might even want to put it on Hulu because Hulu sucks ass, you know, so with the exception of like five shows. So, you know, who has a Hulu account that they I only have it because it's tied to Spotify. Otherwise, I I don't think I've logged into Hulu in ages. So there's a couple of good things, but I've watched them all. Then there hasn't been a big FX guy. You'll like Hulu. Yeah. The weird thing Uh, that I've I've noticed is that everything that's on Hulu is on also on Amazon. Prime. It's on other things. Yeah. They don't have a lot of exclusive things. They have originals, though. That are yes, only on Hulu. Bes- barring the original yeah, stuff. Yeah. They share yeah, a lot not, of the same stuff. It's still, I think, in, in a work in progress for them. Well, Disney's going to do something to fucking boost that and get more subscribers. But yeah, yeah they're putting the alien thing on. Oh, it. yeah. They're going to put all the Fox uh, awesome movies, aliens on there. But the marketing for this will be very interesting. Like you said. On Hulu? On, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because okay. they That's own cool. now. They own the Alien franchise, and uh, what's the other friend? Our big R-rated franchise, Terminator. Is that Fox? I don't remember. That's Fox. Yeah, yeah so they got to put that somewhere. But it'll be interesting to see how they market this with the MCU that is existing. You can't put it on Disney Plus. What about that star thing that they were talking about? That's for India and international uh, people. Yeah, they they label it. Yeah, star over there. So yeah. it's just like another. So it's like Disney, Marvel. Pixar, yeah. blah, 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 National Geographic, and then Star is another tab. Whereas here, they just made it Hulu. It's a different, Hulu is just a different thing you order. Obviously, you guys know about Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Star is primarily. But Hulu doesn't exist in India or South it's in not, Mexico. Is it international? No. Oh. Mm, that's a problem. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. 
Uh, so, Jason, you were just talking about, you know, these movies coming out, 2023, and the problem of movies coming out. And, well, they're not coming out. April movies have been delayed. You guys, you know what's fun to do? I went back and I listened to one of the shows from early March of last year when all this shit was happening. Do you remember? Do you remember in March? Anthony, we were like, eh, July, August, it should be all right. Uh, you can push the movies back. That's what we fucking said. And here we are a year, almost a year later. Cut that audio and just make us look like idiots. Fucking hell. I was like, oh my God, I can't. But a lot of people thought that. It wasn't just us. Intersplice us with like Fox News people. Yes. (laughs) I'll be back. It'll be be over. Florida's cool. It's fine. It'll be over in like two weeks. Magically, it'll be gone. And I listened back and I was like, holy fuck, I can't. It was still like this weird innocence time. Weren't you going to Vegas at the time, Anthony? Oh, yeah. You went to Vegas. Well, I I did go to Vegas, but I was supposed to go in April. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll just be able to go to like July, August, whatever. A year ago, I had just gotten back from New Orleans and then I got sick and I thought I had the fucking Rona and then the Rona news broke and I couldn't talk and then all that shit happened. That was a year ago. But, and then you grew your hair like a parakeet. And now I look like a parakeet. <laughs> yes. And it's still growing. It's quite lovely. I'm going to braid them and dye them. Uh, but m- movies that are supposed to come out this April have been delayed. Movies like Morbius with Jared Leto and uh, rumor is no time to die. The uh, James Bond movie that's already been delayed a year uh, was supposed to come out Easter. They're probably going to push so nothing's that Nothing's coming out, basically. Nothing is coming out, exactly. Ah. Still no word about Black Widow. So this is what I feel like Black Widow's supposed to come out in May. If April movies are being moved, I don't think May is going to is gonna work. And, and they're still... May's kind of close. There's still rumors that they're discussing putting it out day and date. On Disney Plus and the theaters, but for a charge like they did with Mulan, they they might have to just because they want to. They don't want to, or they don't want to p- keep pushing back these no. movies because it's just going to delay the fact because they have the TV shows coming yes. out and the TV shows are interacting with the movies, so to delay the movies would really screw things the over. The TV shows have started, so you kind of have to now follow this fucking schedule. Uh, even though Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first, I guess that doesn't make a big difference, but. Uh, yeah, I'd still, uh, now what do you think, Anthony, realistically, a year later, we have these vaccines, what do you, what do you think? We'll cut this for next year when we're like, remember when we <laughs> when thought do it I was think, coming back? What do I think what? When that, the movies? Uh, yes, when movie theaters will be open largely again. Like, they can't keep pushing things back. There's no. I, if I had to guess, I would throw, I would go August or September. Okay. I was going to okay. say July. Oh, you're getting a little, little more generous there. Uh, what do you yeah. think, Mr. Jason yeah. Dutch, uh, no, Mr. Uh, Virologist Jason Dutch? <laughs> well, you know, with a liberal crazy man going into the White House, it'll be like uh, 2027. Because <laughs> <laughs> the deep state's taking over. Uh, the I, I Honestly, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys. Like, I was back in March. I naively said, you know, I guess we're going to have to just wait this out for a few weeks and let it pass. Um, fuck was I wrong? So I have, I, I, it'd be like predicting the rapture at this point, you know, whatever I, I pick, I'm going to have to backtrack on it and decide there was a reason why I was wrong. But just to throw uh, one in the hat, I will give you June 24th. Oh, that's very specific. Mark that down, listener. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, June 24th. What you- get your vaccines now or else uh, we can't make the date that Jason Yeah, you specified. need to get the second one by June 24th. Just you think that. everybody in the entire United States can get vaccinated by June 24th? No fucking way. You, you just need 80, 85%. That's no big deal. Oh, uh, yeah. 85? Even though like a third of them have only got into people's arms and it's all, everyone's confused and... Well, the herd, the herd mentality will take over by then. We'll all, you know, the dead will all be dead and the alive we'll be will like just the be at the theater. Dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. they're too busy making movies about COVID and run, so. Exactly. You That's can't. why they're not taking have they actually? Have you seen anything about that? Is that a real statement or are you joking? No, because it so there a, long, a while ago, Imran was freaking out that the movie industry was going to be so affected by COVID that every movie was going to have to deal with COVID. No one was going to be within six feet of one another. Oh. No one was going to interact. TV no one shows. Was gonna have this sex. has happened on TV shows. It's they're all all these new shows are about fucking. They everyone's in COVID. So it's right. I haven't seen it at all. That at all. You haven't seen it at all. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. Oh. It's watch Superstore. This is us. Any fucking major TV show that's coming back. It's all there's. They're all wearing. What about masks. the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian isn't. It doesn't <laughs> take no place COVID now. In space. Yeah, it's in space. <laughs> what and about Cobra Kai? And it's season long now you know, time ago. Now you know why he doesn't take his mask. Why Mando doesn't take his mask off? Yeah, he oh, already gets yeah, the mask. <laughs> Wearing it the whole fucking time doesn't get the space Rona. The episode where he had to do the computer scan, he got fucked, and now he got COVID. Yeah, we're going to be computer, doing news for six hours. The computer gave us COVID. Okay, look. So movies aren't coming out, but don't worry. There's a shitload of things to watch on streaming. The streaming wars are going to heat up. You better believe it. It's almost too many things. Listen to what Netflix says it's doing. Variety reports that Netflix's massive 2021 film slate will deliver new movies every week this year. Oh, shit. And I'm talking about uh, movies with talent such as Dwayne Johnson, Melissa McCarthy, Halle Berry, Jason Momoa, Amy Adams, Ryan Reynolds, Chris Hemsworth, Lin-Manuel Miranda. They have 71 titles across many genres from musical to action to romantic comedies that they're going to roll out. Over the next 12 months, my question to you is what percentage of these movies will actually be good? I think zero. Yes. No. I, <laughs> I think out of those 71, maybe you'll get six good movies. No, I mean, like Netflix movies are pretty decent. They're not like amazing. They're just eh, they're. I mean, you're watching it on Netflix. And I took a look at the roster. There's one sci fi movie. So that, you, that they're making. So, you know, that they're not. Those are very uh, budget heavy movies. So they're, you know, that a lot of them are going to be kind of small budget, like uh, dramas and stuff like that. Comedies, dramas, stuff like that. Not really heavy effects films, like maybe a few of them. Well, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is yeah. one of the movies that hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to. Anthony, give me Mr. Movie Guy. Is this, uh, <laughs> are these, are these, is Netflix just going to lower the quality of, of movies and eventually? We just get used to shitty movies. No, I'm watching no. The Asylum, Imran. <laughs> yeah, Imran, Jesus Christ, the, the king of overreactions over here. Um, no, I mean there'll be there'll be some good ones. There'll be some bad ones. It's it'll be a mixed bag like Netflix has been. I mean, there was some bad movies. Then we got like what Extraction was a good action movie. Trial of Chicago Seven is a pretty. Great I mean, movie. probably get nominated for Oscars. Five Bloods. I'm gonna watch Ma Rainey's Black Black Bottom. Uh, yeah, and Mank. Yeah, I think yeah. those are getting nominated for Oscars. Yeah. So you'll have a mixed bag. As as they normally normally have eh, but it's done just, this year. Uh, Jason New Dutch. New movie every yeah. week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Uh, Dutch, do you feel like for every good movie Netflix has, there's like fucking 10 bad ones? I feel like for every movie I watch on Netflix, there's 70 I haven't watched. So, you know, it's <laughs> it, it. I'm not like, 
one of those guys who has to go see everything. Like I really am interested in seeing Tenant, for example. Yeah. I, but like when I'm going to do that, I haven't the slightest idea. Yeah. So like I'm the wrong guy to talk about that with because I, I might watch it in three years. You know, I still haven't seen the fucking Wolf of Wall Street, which I like was dying to see. And I still haven't seen it. And it, because I just don't get around to, I, I watch the sci-fi stuff that I watch and the rest of the time I'm so enamored in, you know, politics and stuff like that, that I don't necessarily always have time for it. Though I did see Extraction and I thought that was very good for a Netflix movie. So yeah. that, that makes me kind of excited and, you know, it'd be cool. I think you said there was going to be something with, did you say there's going to be something with Momoa and Hemsworth in it? Because that would uh, yeah, be worth watching. The, I don't know if they're in the same movie. There's uh, there's a movie with Gal Gadot, The Rock, and and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, then there's a movie with Regina King, Idris Elba, uh, and I don't know which movie. There's a movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Cudi, and Meryl Streep. Oh, shit. Oh, what, Jesus, that's a, fuck. That's a hell of a, a lineup <laughs> it's there. It's called Don't Look Up. That's Ariana a crazy Grande cast. is engaged now, and I'm very sad. Not to Pete Davidson. My dream All is right. over. My dream is over. But, All right, Jason. And HBO Max is now on Roku, which is good news, but they yes. have a lot of shit coming out also. So. Well, speaking of HBO Max, check out this movie. Uh, it's called The Little Things, uh, made by filmmaker John Lee Hancock, who did The Blind Side Saving Mr. Banks. This one stars Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Day and date release on this one in, uh, when's this coming out? It's coming out next month. Denzel uh, looks old. Yeah. Well, he is old. Well, his son's great. He's starting to look true. more like a young Denzel. Uh, and then Apple TV has this movie by the Russos. The Russos next movie, they did Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. They've also done 21 Bridges with Chadwick Boseman. They have a little side production business where they're taking their Marvel talent and putting them in these crazy movies. This movie's called Cherry. Uh, Anthony, uh, did you check out this uh, Cherry trailer with uh, Tom Holland? I did. It um, it looked all right. There was a lot of like Oscar buzz. Yeah. I think that's kind of cooled off. I didn't, I didn't really make a much of an impression on me, if I'm going to be honest. I wasn't uh, I wasn't super intrigued by it. Yeah. It was it was okay. I mean, I, it was just okay. The, the idea of like this army uh, vet yeah. coming back and robbing banks for 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 love. I don't know. I feel struggling with PTSD. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my my take very fast. Yeah, it looks like a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> I'm interested in these Russo brothers films though, because uh, it's they always take them in in interesting directions. And uh, the girl is from the show Wayne on Amazon, uh, and the show's amazing. And then Anthony, uh, if that's not enough, that's March 12th on Apple TV Plus. Cherry, Chloe Zhao's Nomadland, big Oscar buzz on this one, coming yeah. out in theaters and on Hulu on January 29th. Yes, that's this amazing. Is the movie that I think is already like everyone's predicting is going to win best picture. So I'm glad I don't have to go to a movie. Theater Me to too. It. I can't wait to watch. Have, you, have you heard Land. of this movie, Jason? Wait, I mean, which movie did we just move to? <laughs> Nomadland. Nomadland. It's called. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the, is it Chloe Zhao yep. or whatever? Chloe yep. Zhao. Yeah. yeah. Francis yeah, McDormand. It, that one, I mean, that, that one looked okay, but if it's on Hulu, I'm not going to be able to see it. So to be honest with uh, you, it's, you know, no. I, I, no, I fuck off. Right? I, you know, it's again, <laughs> looks, it, it looked okay. But uh, it's getting big Oscar. I didn't buzz. get a boner. Uh, and then I heard no geek. I don't boner. know if Frances McDormand's getting anyone. Boner job. She's an incredible actress, though. In her acting gives me a geek boner. 
I'll tell you that much. Uh, the Chloe Zhao also, I heard she's directing the Eternals for Marvel, you know, but I heard she's also writing parts of the Eternals too. So oh, good. Yeah. I'm interested to see her, her direction and her, her style in this nomad land. Uh, listener, if you haven't noticed, we did get a new logo. That means we have new merchandise nerd. for sale at our T public shop. Visit <laughs> jockandnerd.com slash shop. You can get the new look and you guys, people have a, I got a bunch of emails today. People are buying the new look, so thank you to everyone who's bought. Why? I don't know. It looks like this. They think it Is that looks why you nice. Did it, you asshole. T- yeah, it was just for capitalism. Merch. Yeah. It's, do you say in space balls? What is uh, What does he say? Merchandising. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the whole thing. <laughs> Rugs. Space still balls. There? The coffee mug. Space balls. I might have to shit again. <laughs> I, th- these uh, wings are like uh, pouring out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Rugs had some pigeon wings earlier this evening, barbecued. So they're giving him a little bit of uh, IBS issues. Never mind. Yeah. One last story, guys. Uh, I wanted to put this in here now that we have watched. I got to ask, though, yeah. Rugs, did you get the pigeons when you were visiting Bert and Ernie? Oh, shit. Stop calling me out. <laughs> See, oh, what were you shit. doing over there, Rugs? Listen, they have a whole thing going on. It's a whole underground uh, pigeon selling meat thing. There were some voices from the underground coming from there, huh? Oh, yeah. Ernie's like, hey, Bert, weren't there sick pigeons in here earlier? What happened? <laughs> hey, Bert, Listen, you don't, hey, Bert, you don't know what the they're really like, okay? I'm telling you, those guys are fucked up. Uh, dude, I believe you. Anyone that yeah. clean on camera, you know, you know, like Bob Saget was the wholesome dad on Full House. He's the Listen, most perverted fuck you're ever going to hear. Fu- anybody who's really well, like, like buttoned up and has a unibrow, you got to <laughs> yes, be fucking, yeah. those guys are fucking weird. You have to be suspicious of anyone with a unibrow. I will yeah. agree. Okay, last story before we wrap up the news. Uh, now, you know, we reviewed the Lord of the Rings, the first movie. And now that I've rewatched the fucking Lord of the Rings movies and I've got to appreciate them again. Kind of. Oh, you watched them again? Well, I watched the first two. I still haven't watched the third one. I haven't had time, oh, okay. but I'm going to watch it. Uh, the Amazon show, Amazon, like over two years ago, paid $250 million oh, for the rights of, of to make Lord of the Rings. They're making a big budget, lush Lord of the Rings TV show. They've just revealed the synopsis. When this show takes place, the synopsis reads, Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled second age of Middle-Earth's history. This epic drama set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Uh, so apparently this is going to take place in the, the age where all the rings were around and the yeah, rise. The Cimmerillion. What is that? Or just, well, the Cimmerillion is the age before the rings were, were made. Is that the second age? Uh, yes. Okay. The set, so the age before was the Cimmerillion. That was like when they made uh, all of the races and all oh. of these. Whatever. So like there are these gods. They're basically like stand-ins for gods. They have different names like Maya or whatever. And so there's these different gods and some of them made elves, some of them made humans, but not regular humans, like immortal humans. And then all this other stuff. And then uh, at a certain point, Sauron rises to be like this, this power. And he make, he creates the rings of power and, and that this is the second age. Whoa, so it's so like, that's what the show's going to be about. That sounds cool. So like there's a time before Sauron. Yeah. And then this is the time where he at his height becomes super powerful. Damn. 
Uh, J.A. Yeah. Bayona set to direct multiple episodes. He directed that last uh, Jurassic World movie, right? So the last one, the second one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could this. This is the OG Game of Thrones. Anthony, does this uh, interest you at all? Having now watched uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie. No, <laughs> no, even no, the, not really. this. Could I have be... to watch the other ones. Yeah, but this will you know Sauron, you know, kind of but, where it starts. This is before. And you kind of, I mean, we, I was on the show. You, you saw my review of that's of Lord good point. Of Rings. I didn't, ha- I didn't have the most glowing review of that. However, if this could be the next like Game of Thrones, fucking huge fantasy, awesome show. I mean, it's, it is the, the beginning of all of this shit that yeah. we fucking all take for granted in all these video games and. All of this fantasy lore, like all of this stuff was like it's the source. This yeah, he's this this is the source for like Just a like lot the magazine. of it. Just yeah. the magazine. Dude, I used to buy the source and the vibe. Those are great hip hop magazines. <laughs> yep. My favorite. Uh, and it's really amazing when you look back on it that this dude just kind of generated all this yeah, shit. Just made it up. Uh, Jason Dutch, you a Rings fan? What's your take on the Lord of the Rings? Uh, I mean, I've watched all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I. There's a reason why Ned Stark was cast as by the actor who was Ned Stark, right? Um, because he was in in uh, Lord of the Rings. The excitement level. It, it seems to me like they're going to try to make their own Lord Lord of the Rings based Game of Thrones. Mm. You know that that's what my first intention was. Is that a bad thing? No. Am I excited for it? No, but I like, cause I liked the movies. I didn't hate them, Yeah. but you know, like I, but I didn't watch the hop. I only watched the first Hobbit movie. I didn't watch any of those. So I'm not like a super fan. Um, and Sauron, the, the, the problem with him is he's not a compelling villain. You know, he's just, he just is, he's like the, you know, this big lava monster that is soulless and it's like skeleton. It's like, there's yeah. no Thanos ness to him you know, to, to, to be compelling to me. So now it doesn't really excite me, but I I'll probably watch it. Uh, so I'll give it a shot. This may give you that backstory I to think, Sauron. Yeah. I think that we're looking at Sauron when he's already dead in Lord of the Rings. And so he's just trying to like, he's not really dead. You can't really kill a Maya. They always persist, but like he's in the most weakened form that he's basically not even there. He's just kind of like, pulling he's just a, a force that's pulling things into play but so i think if we went to the beginning where he was actually just like a dude it might be interesting i mean this show is a huge cast they already and they've added 20 more people so this is going to be a sprawling big budget epic thing is what i'm anticipating we'll see we'll see if they can pull this i just off. hope that it like fits in with the movies and doesn't seem like a completely different thing they said you will see new characters and familiar characters so should be interesting. All right, yeah. that's it for the news. We're going to take a quick break here and come back and talk about some karate with you right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at The History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week. 
along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookie. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookie. Start listening today and remember the Force will be with you always. Doc and Nerd. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want more show and you want to support us, help the show keep going, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, Jockandnerd. where you will have access to an exclusive RSS feed for as little as $3 a month. You can sign up monthly or annually. You'll get bonus content. The shows come out early. Uh, there's Jock Talk with Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. An actual sports show, even though we lie and say this is the Jock and Nerd podcast. And then this week, Anthony, instant reactions. You've been catching up on some uh, Oscar potential movies here. Correct. Yeah. I got uh, Sound of Metal. Nice. And uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, and I'll do a quick plug. The, tomorrow night, I'll be recording with... Uh, Gerald Morris on Two Peas in a Pod. Oh, you're going doing a top on, five. Nice. They're going on the peas. Nice. Yes, that's a lot yeah. of fun. Fun show. Those two movies are, they're phenomenal. I love both of them. They're both really good movies. I have a, I have some movies in the till, too, yeah. so there should be more stuff. And I should have my instant reactions to the first two episodes of WandaVision up also. I'm just, I'm not going to do what I did for Mandalorian. I'm just going to give a reaction instead of doing it like a recap thing. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I'm just gonna give a quick reaction after watching the first two episodes. You were doing a recap. Yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah, like a recap, uh, recap reaction as I was watching. It was fun to do, but it's uh, it's that's enough. I was like this thing is like 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's enough to it's enough it's enough for one show. Are you surprised? Yeah, Imran? What are you, no, that's no. short for me. Being able to fill that By the way, time. That was short. I was surprised it was only 20 minutes. So be thankful. Anyways, jockandair.com slash Patreon. Sign up. Today, let's get to our review this week, and we are going to be talking about season three of Cobra Kai on the Netflix. Came out January 1st of this year, 2021. Here are your spoilers. Speaking of Chris Evans. Before we get started. There he is. Does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. Uh, I hope you're prepared. On Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> this season of Cobra Kai has got 91%. Uh, eight, yeah, 8.11 out of 10 average rating. In comparison, season two was 89%. Season one is still at 100%. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The show, of course, about the Karate Kid world starring uh, none other than Ralph Macchio as Danny LaRusso. Williams up, got Johnny Lawrence. You got Jolo Mariduena as Miguel. Tanner Buchanan as Robbie. Courtney Hengler as Amanda LaRusso, Mary Mauser as Sam, Jacob Bertrand as Hawk, Gianni Desenzo as Dimitri, Martin Cove returning as John Kreese, Nicole Brown as Aisha. She is not in it. Strike that. We'll get to that. Uh, and a bunch of other people that we will get to. Uh, great cast. Jason Dutch, let's start with you. Uh, this, right. this show picks up, you know, two weeks after 
the end of season two. Uh, and we'll get to the plot as we talk about it. But well, I want to know from you, what did you think about season three and why is this show so good? Okay, so let me <clears throat> let me preface this. Um, I started watching season one around November. Okay. Uh, and I watched the first maybe two or three episodes in November, and then I kind of let it get away from me. Um, and between December 27th, maybe, and January 4th. Okay, just recently. The rest of season one, all of season two, and oh, season three. Oh, wow, that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And I had no fucking idea. This is the funny part. I had no fucking clue that season three was coming out oh, on no. New Year's Day. Oh, you got a little gift. Um. And I was watching, I finished season two. Uh, I literally brought in the new year, like maybe episode seven of season two. So um, I was watching, I watched it all that night. And then, I, and then I saw a promo saying it's coming in 2021. I didn't even realize it started like that second. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. Just keep I'm going to go watch. Why, why should I wait? I'm going to watch season three. Keep it rolling. Like it's, it's so it's, I've never ever smiled more watching a television <laughs> show you know it that it's like and and like season one is just so it's it's poorly acted you know it's total youtube-ish and like it's not it's it's not the greatest written as far as the as far as that goes you know you kind of get where the, the story's going you kind of know where it's going to end up at that doesn't mean it's not really good it's just it's it's somewhat predictable but still all the way through the 80s throw you know the cliche stuff and, you know, just Johnny's obnoxious, the total, he, he's like a total MAGA dude, but he's not, <laughs> you know, because it's like, he, like take your peanut allergies and your asthma and that other made up bullshit and get out of here. Yeah, he would you know? be. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Like I've never, the key is though, I've never smiled and laughed more watching a show that's not that hilariously funny, but just because to me, it was great. And. I, I just cannot recommend the show enough to, to any, whether or not you liked the movies, um, cause I'm not the bit world's biggest karate kid fans, um, fan, but it, it, I, I, I can't say enough about this show. It is just a, it's truly on Haas's humidor scale. It's truly five leaves. So it's, I, I, I loved it. Damn. Anthony, uh, would the season three deliver for you like the first two? If you enjoy the first two seasons, you're going to like season three, and I, I definitely did. You know, I echo all the, thing, all the things Jason said. I mean, I'm kind of similar. I didn't binge all three seasons, but we basically did a review show because I binged yes. two seasons yes. in like two days. Yes. And I binged season three. I mean, I was done with it by January 2nd. Oh, yeah. It's an easy watch. Yeah. It's 30 minutes episodes. They're 10 episodes, I believe, right? Yeah. So it's it's super easy. And again, it's one of those things that like, I'm a big Karate Kid fan. But the show isn't like it really isn't like Karate Kid the movies. It's it's its own thing. Yeah. And I feel like the best spin-offs or sequels aren't like for instance, in the eighties they'd make these movies and they'd make like the sequel and it'd be like a bigger, better, like funnier, like just a, a more of the same from the first. And those are fun, but what you real like really good sequels are like the things or like spin offs like this are things that you didn't know you wanted so like you didn't know that this would be something you wanted this like tv show that's kind of like more cheesy and quirky and high school feel mixed in with karate kid elements yet it works so much that you're like 
why didn't I think of this? Like this is this like it seems so obvious now that this would work, but at the time it didn't. You know, no one thought it would work, and it just continues with season three. I really enjoyed it. You know, there's some cheesy acting. Some of the kids look like they're aging out of of their roles, but they still do a good job of like interweaving the drama and the cheesy storylines into one another so that every episode you're like oh how are they going to get out of this i just want them to be friends yeah like, what's going to happen like so yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed season three um and I'm, I'm excited to see where season four goes that being said i hopefully hopefully they know when to pull the plug on this thing because it could get to the point where they're where they they're just drawing it out uh so. rugs to me they treat karate kid like Star Wars, which is why these references and callbacks are so cool, so enjoyable. It's I, I'm going to steal this. I read this in a review. It's aggressively nostalgic, which is a great way to put it. But is that uh, is is that a good or bad thing overall for the show? Can it be too well, much? There's nothing wrong with nostalgia. All right, nostalgia. Is you're looking back at something that was great, or that you perceive to be great, and you you know you look back on it fondly. I think that's the point of nostalgia to make you feel like a kid again, you know? So there's nothing wrong with that. If that, but you can't just lean on that only. You still have to do uh, a decent job of being entertaining and well done, well directed and all that stuff. Um, is Cobra Kai the epitome of all this stuff? I don't think so. I, I enjoy the show. I think it's great, but I do see like, all right, it's a little cheesy. Yeah. It's this and that. But we forgive it because it does all this other stuff so well that we look past it. It's like, uh, you know, you're you're dating somebody that's really attractive, but they're probably say some stuff that doesn't whatever. But you kind of ignore it because, yeah. you know, this person's like, oh, it's, this person's fun and attractive. So so this is what Cobra Kai is to me. It's like it's doing a lot of uh, other things to make up to compensate for its weaknesses. And I and I think that they're like the weaknesses are there on purpose, I guess. Almost. Almost. It yeah. feels like they're doing it yeah. on purpose. Yeah. So it's okay. I feel like that um overall the comedic stuff that's uh kind of lampooning society that how absurd a society is now is fun. I also like the fact that you're looking at characters and you're they're not these black and white characters. Like they're trying to show you, okay. This is not always the good guy's not always necessarily always a good guy and the bad guy's not always necessarily a bad guy. Yeah. And they even with Crease they're showing you his backstory, yeah. you know. Yep. So they're trying to always add dimension to characters. Uh, at least the main ones anyway. Fuck, let's uh I want let's start with Crease's backstory. I was going to say did anybody throw out some favorite moments a place to start, but Crease's backstory was an amazing addition. This is why I'm like, they're treating it like Star Wars. This is like fucking Darth Vader's fucking origin. And uh, Martin Cove is an amazing 80s bad guy. And the but You can literally line up Star Wars and, 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 and this, Cobra yeah. Kai, and they line up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it's good versus bad, and gray shades and alliances shifting. Well, you got the bad, the main bad guy with creases and Darth Vader. He's like the emperor. He, yeah, he's yeah. Palpatine. He's yes. always corrupting yes. everyone. Yes, he's yep. Palpatine, yes. All right, and like you could say that Johnny was. I know it was Darth Vader. Yes, Johnny was Darth yeah, Vader, yeah. and uh, and now his son is like Darth Vader yes. because he's being turned to the dark side. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's kind of like a lot of that shit is ha- like all the same shit that's happening in the Star Wars is happening here. But they they do a like they do a really good job, and you touched on it of kind of 
providing a different lens to see these characters through yeah. like the crease stuff you're just like oh wow like he isn't just a bad guy he's been through some shit and even like um i forget the girl's name that's feuding with sam oh tori tori yeah you know she's got she, a terrible like yeah. she, she's just yeah. got a terrible thing going on yeah. in her life like she, her mom yeah. is sick and she has a shitty neighbor that fucking like is a, a pedophile and wants to fuck her like there's just there's just like they don't have to do those things but they do do those things and it just makes the show all them like every time you watch an episode like there's times where i'm like i know who i'm rooting for but then there's times where i'm like i don't know what to root for here absolutely like, I, don't, yes. I don't know i'm just seeing this play out and i'm like i think i said this last time we reviewed the show there's times where i'm watching these episodes i'm going man if they could all just talk to one another and be yes. friends can we just be friends like i just want everyone to be friends because like there's good in all the characters yeah well it's all you know it's your trope of they're not talking and it's all misunderstanding and at the end of the season some of that comes out between danny and and johnny and they they see each other's side so it's just giant misunderstandings but let me ask you this about the crease backstory right Here's a couple of things I love. The twist in the, when he first started, you they showed you the football jock character, and he has the, the 47 Ford, same car that Danny has. And then you meet the guy working at the diner, and they kind of make you think that the football character is Crease. In yeah. fact, the dude playing him <laughs> is Jesse Cove. It's Martin Cove's fucking son. Oh, the shit. guy who plays his John Crease's son is playing that football. And then the twist that that's not John Crease. You know, it's actually the other guy who's getting the shit kicked out of him. I thought that story was going to redeem and humanize him. But, the, but by the end of it, it kind of shows you why he's such a fucking asshole, you know? So I thought that was interesting because I was fully thinking it was going to be like a redemption like the. But there is there any good increase? Well, what do you get from the crease story? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So he goes to the military. Yeah. He gets put in this special program, I guess, like. Or a special karate program, special <laughs> ops, yeah, was? like a special ops unit, I guess. And they get captured, and then they have to fight each other, and then and, and to stay alive, yeah. I guess. As a as an entertainment for the rest of the guys, they make the prisoners fight each other, and then his uh, commanding officer he lets him die. Well, the commanding officer also withhold the story of his girlfriend possibly dying. We don't know. He could have been well, lying. He all, but he also, he, there is redeeming things to him because he stepped up for his friend. Yes. That was going to fight like That's I believe right. his commanding officer and he was probably going to lose. So he stepped up and took took the bullet for him. So I, I don't see why you're saying he, there isn't okay. anything. He, is he did redeemed. step up. No, no, I'm not saying that he's not. No, I'm just, I was saying I'm, I was on Imran. But yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, like, what did you get out of the story? Like, what what was the things that you picked about? Uh, so I'm like, so on on many levels, like he he's protecting the the little guy, and he hates the guy that's oppressing him. So he right? did let him die because he was an asshole. Uh, also played by Anthony Michael Hall, who is I forget how huge he is. The little fucking skinny Anthony Michael Hall from Jason, Breakfast Club. Yeah. What, what were you saying? Sorry. The commanding officer is essentially crease his own crease. Yeah. Right. You know, he, he's sort of his son, his sensei uh, from the armed forces. And he realizes the darkness in him, you know, is being out for himself and he, he lets him die because he, and then he, but, but you know, eventually he'll take on that same, he becomes that same mentality. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love how they cut that over 
they cut that final fight over the final fight between uh Johnny and Crease and Danny and Crease, which that was fucking amazing. The last episode was amazing. They actually got to see both of them take them on one on one. Well, that, that, that's that. like kind of the the cheese though, the show, right? Like, yeah. this actor's seventy five years There's, old. These are 50, 60 year old men it, fighting each other, you know. But it's it's they lean into it, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I kind of want to see them fight, even though I know that none of these guys are actually throwing no. these punches. There's yeah. more bad karate in this. I mean, all these fights, like these these kids, they don't really know martial arts. At least I, I think they, a lot no, of they've them been do. well. They were training you know? for the well, show. they were training in it. I'm sure as they were doing the show, but like Peyton List. It was from the Disney Channel. Tori, yeah, you know, so it's like, like, what you got against the Disney Channel, bro? <laughs> hey, I got, I got little kids. Dude, believe me, I've seen uh, that. I think she was from Jesse or one of those shows. Oh Jesus but, Christ! But the, um, you know, I, I had to watch those shows because my daughters grew up in that era, the Hannah Montana era. So I, I don't know. Maybe Peyton List took martial arts. That's very possible. But you know. But the, a lot of the karate scenes are just, they're just all out melees over and over and over again. And like, it's not particular. I, I don't know that any of these kids are particularly good at karate in a real sense. And the, the one thing that I do sort of raise an eyebrow at, but it's, but I, I let it pass is how, do, how they all join this dojo and then they immediately become experts. <laughs> I'll draw an analogy to like Ludacris in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like Ludacris in Fast and Furious starts out that series as, or that genre of movies as like the skinny tech guy. Right. And then by like parts five, he's a, a fucking ninja. You know, it makes no fucking sense to me. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's, and, but it, it's sort of this, and it's even more condensed and more rapid here that progression because Hawk goes from being able to beat up the, the one kid and, and so does um, Miguel. They go from being able to beat up the bully who was obviously their Johnny. Right. Really very, very quickly. I mean, within, within the matter of a few weeks, but then again, Ralph Macchio did this exact same thing. He like, Somehow in this universe, they super learn karate super, super fast. Well, I mean, that's a TV. Like, Miguel wakes up at the end of the first episode. He's on his feet by episode six. He's walking by episode seven. And by episode 10, he's in a full-on fucking karate riot. Really? Yeah. Like, they threw him on the sofa. He's back landed on the sofa in that house fight. I was like... You should be paralyzed now. What? Are, what is going on? You can't. You can't be going through this. I mean, it's it's this. You know, it's the show. It's I mean, TV. They, these kids are are like in a gang karate war in L.A. Yeah. Like karate riot. It, it's already ridiculous. Like so, it's beyond ridiculous. Yeah. It's beyond. Like what? What? Are, what? At the end of the day, if you were like, if you were going to put that much thought into it, you were going to be like, so what is the end result? Are they going to kill each other yes. over karate? Yeah. Over. But but it, it's fun. It's yeah. fucking fun. It's so fun. <laughs> what are they what what are they really fighting for? Like okay, so I understand all right, you got um you got romance and you got some like jilted knit, uh, lovers. Yeah. Well, they follow the same alley timeline, that the the same alley theme that they're doing it over a girl. But we all you all been there. And look, I know that maybe when I was in like high school, I probably would have punched a kid <laughs> if he would have touched my girlfriend or something maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But I would it wouldn't be like this vendetta. Well, some of it is revenge, you know. For Miguel, was a lot of the uh, the the motivation for these. Well, fights. A lot of, yeah, a lot of it's like this season. It's definitely driven. Like Tori is um, love, but then a lot of it's driven by Crease, right? Like he's just kind of brainwashed these kids into yeah. um, being pissed off that Miguel got really fucked up by uh, Miyagi San or Miyagi Do, and they just need revenge. And then by the end, they're like Hawk's character. 
that's actually one of the, one of the weaknesses I have is I didn't feel like Hawk could be easily redeemed like really? he was. Mm. Yeah, he just all of a sudden changes mind. Well, he changes his mind, and then they they accept him. Even the kid and the, the his friend. What's that kid? Dimitri. He Dimitri. Broke, Dimitri. He broke his fucking arm. arm. <laughs> and Dimitri's like, "All right, bro, it's okay. Uh, we're we're back off my we're side." Good. I was like, "Really? Let's yeah. kick some ass." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but there's it's, a lot of that, fun. but it's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> but there's tons of that. Uh, and it, also, if you notice, the, the episode nine, Dimitri has the cast, right? And he draws the dick. And then the, I love that he hooks up with the girl and she writes, I love your big dick. But then episode uh, that was, 10. That was great. That was fucking great. Oh, if only I, things was, like that, that really that's, happened. That's, that's the most far-fetched thing. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> if only things like Dimitri that would have happened to me in high girl. school. I... <laughs> but, but then episode 10, he doesn't have the cast. Did fucking six weeks pass between these two episodes? What happened? Who cares? It doesn't cares? matter. You got to do Well, they finished filming this. I think it's worth saying like in September of 2019. Yeah, a while ago. But it was the first one, I think, with Netflix money. So. How about... Uh, what else? How about for Okinawa? The, for the Karate Kid fans, yeah, I was just going to bring up the, the cameos. We could start with the... So good. Karate Kid Part 2, Okinawa. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Danny was going to go to Okinawa because he had a problem with his wife and he needed some time to think they or something. They shoehorned this, uh, this car dealership storyline to get him so to Okinawa. It's we were ridiculous. wrong about that. Yeah. So he had to go there because of business. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Uh, it was a little shoehorned, but like, shoe-horned. I'm glad that they did. Yeah. That was the reason. Yeah, to save the. the and it was ship. nice to get the save from the girl that he saved from the, the typhoon. The, in the typhoon, that was great. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was the one that returned the favor and got in the deal. Just the fact that they can get all these same people Convenient. back. Kumiko, chosen that girl, thirty four, thirty six, however many years later, is wild to think about that. I, I loved. Chosen the because chosen that character, so yeah, that that character was, I mean, almost unredeemable by yeah, the end of Karate yeah. Kid too. And the, the, just the opening scene where he's like, you know, they're they're sitting at the table all awkwardly. He's like, "I'll get you a drink." And he <laughs> gets like, him the drink, and he's like, "Do you want a drink?" He's like, "I don't drink." Like, it's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this is so awkward." But just I, for whatever reason, it worked for me that Chosen was like somehow connected to Miyagi and like was like the next step for Danny to level yeah. up. And he yeah. got him with the honk. That yeah. was so and he great. Got the honk, that yes. was fucking yeah. such a great a lot of Easter eggs in the show. Great Easter egg because I remember the honk being so funny at the end of Karate Kid 2. And he's like, I knew he was fucking with him for a little bit. And he's like, I've been waiting so long to do that. But finding the Miyagi scrolls, learning about moves that Miyagi didn't teach him, like the pressure points that, of course, come back oh, into play at the end. great. And they hit the right note, right? Like even the letter he finds yeah. that Miyagi oh my wrote God. for him or wrote for a wrote to his uh his wife while yeah. he was on his deathbed and it yeah. mentions Danny like fucking great but dude the, every time they cut back to the old movies I would fucking I would get goosebumps I would tear up a little especially when they showed Pat Morita I would fucking tear up he's he's like the soul of the show he is. and they've used never before seen footage from the movies in this show some of those clips were not it, they were never used in the movie from the cutting room floor and I didn't mind some people I saw we're criticizing it for all the incessant flashbacks. I think it's a perfect amount. They show you exactly agree. what you need I to agree. remember from those movies. And it's fucking every time it got me when it went back to those movies. Because you're showed- willing to look past the, the shortcomings, you know, because yeah. it's just so richly done. Yeah, there's so much like that's the thing. And I, I, I in watching it, uh, watching it, rewatching a few episodes and just looking for uh Easter eggs and stuff. I mean, there's so they pack a lot of stuff there's in there. There's a lot of Easter there eggs. is a lot of love. In there. So here's some of my favorite Easter eggs I pulled. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Before you get to, come on, Nimrod. We, we didn't even talk about Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yes. Okay, Allie. We have to talk about Allie. Which, wh- hilarious that she is like the biggest star out of this whole cast. 
at all these years later, she's like the heavy hitter coming back. You you can tell she's like the best actress. Too. Yeah, yeah. She was <laughs> just like- breastfeeding the Homelander and now she's in this fucking show. Yeah. You know, I forgot that was her who was in um, uh, the boys. The boys. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's exactly right. And also, I think um, n- not only Elizabeth Shue, but Bobby and Tommy. You know, and and Tommy, who died in real life yep, of cancer, yep, yep, in yep. in like so, right Season around the two. time they finished, yeah, uh, yeah. filming this. So I mean, that was actually that was actually real. You know, that wasn't just like something that happened that they wrote into the story. They wrote in a real life event of this guy dying. I th- obviously, he didn't die yet when they filmed that scene, but you know, within months after they filmed that scene, he he passed away of cancer in real life. So I mean. They and, and those guys got their chance to like, you know, show who they are now. Bobby's a a pastor and he's got his life together. And oh, then yeah. I forgot who the other one was. It Dutch? I no, that's you. That's you. No, I, yeah, I'm. That's right. Arnold I wasn't there. Predator. <laughs> uh, but one of the other characters. And then they go into the, out out on the ride and they go to the bar. And of course, inevitably, some big fucker decides <laughs> that uh, he's going to start a fight with them. And then they all go into their pose and they're like, well, they all still have it. And then Johnny walks into the church. Yeah. And he's like, you know, fuck you while he's rolling. And then Bobby has to kick his ass. So I mean, great. it's just they, it, it's just all great. Yeah. You know, it's like it sounds like a bad script as you're talking about it. Yeah. Like if someone's listening to me talk about it, and they're like, well, this sounds really fucking stupid. You're right. It does sound really fucking stupid. But for some reason, the way they tie it all together, it works and it's fun. Yeah. Well, Anthony mentioned that that like the original movies were not meant to be stupid they were meant to be as of course there's like the reality of teaching someone karate by doing chores and like weird shit like that so it's not like reality reality but it's as close as they could get with hollywood bullshit and so this is like on another level where things are occurring that like well like you wouldn't get into a bar fight and you know and be fighting somebody at 50 years old with karate. You just wouldn't do it. You know, like a 73 year old guy is not going to be taken on. Like, you know, he's going to bust his hip in two seconds and then die. You know, like that's what's really going to happen. Dude, da- so, Ralph Macchio has amazing genes. He is 59 years old. Is he really? Yes. Does not look it. He'd always looked like a teenager for like until his 30s. Yeah, he was way older than he yeah. was playing. Yeah. Even back I just then. one quick thing to say. Well, not quick, but one thing to say about Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, let's go back to Allie. Um, I got stuff to say. I thought they did a really good job of bringing that character back and utilizing her without her overstaying her welcome. Like, you got the closure for uh, Johnny and this character. You got the closure for, like, why the hell did, did Danny and Allie break up? Yeah. Like, you got that yeah. closure and you, like, found out that Danny was kind of like a little bitch and a little bit yeah. insecure. Yeah. Like, so, that, like, all that resolution and then she kind of helps bring them together absolutely which is what you've been rooting for for yeah. three seasons is like just bring these guys together like have someone talk to them and it's Allie that's the one that ends up bringing so them great. together so and she's like still really fucking attractive she's absolutely she is so that helps. Uh, she says something really really cool it's like the reason that they kind of dislike each other is because they see the bad parts uh, of each yeah. other she right. lays out the whole in each show other. in that line yeah and that happens all over this show too, yeah. because like it, like Imran said before, you you seeing everything behind the fourth wall, you realize why Danny's daughter and why Hawk and maybe not Hawk, but why every, like Miguel and Robbie for sure, right? You see why the things happen that happen, and they're completely 
usually justifiable if you just knew the context. It's all a misunderstanding. The right. whole show <laughs> is all just it is. tons of misunderstandings. And it shows the it shows the the, the immaturity of youth, right? Because yeah. that's how it actually is. We see, and even today, like go on Twitter if you don't believe me. You know, you see what you the one thing about someone or one that someone does one thing, and you make this character analysis of their of the aggregate of their entire life over mm-hmm. a, a, a tiny little thing, and that's it, it's unfair. And this show really shows that and and i think the great part is is like the 80s were the was the age of the coming of age movie yeah right so and this is really a coming of age show for for maybe for ralph and johnny but but specifically for johnny it's really a coming of age story they're growing up now yeah right now yeah you know and it's the guy was so. I mean, the guy is literally living in the eighties. You know, oh, yeah. why don't, so you, don't you have a computer? No, I'm yeah. not a nerd. Hash brown. <laughs> you know? put a hash brown in front of it. I, I mean, they literally <laughs> they Captain America at him. It it's so ridiculous, but yet it works that he's transported yes. to the to now. It, and every time he makes an eighties reference <laughs> or like a tough like yeah. over the top machismo like nineteen eighty four guy i'm just i laugh every time i laugh about him writing the long message on oh, that facebook was so everything funny. it's photos remember the photos he had the photo, from the that 80s? was so great yeah Those are real photos of him from like teen beat magazine that he took back in the day <laughs> oh where they were <laughs> yes oh god yeah, those are heartthrob. Real. yeah but and then he goes into school and he just like turns around and knocks this kid's books out of his hands like sorry <laughs> like, it's a bold nice. habit i mean yeah, grow up so you good. fuck <laughs> dude there's so many the first episode but that's the thing like this is his reckoning this is he's gotta he's gotta come to terms yeah. with not you're 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 an adult now and you have responsibilities and you know like you have to stop all the bad shit that you're doing and all your bad habits you know like your old habit of slapping a kid's books when you see (laughs) you know what i mean like makes him the perfect anti-hero yeah still has yet to be a good father we haven't seen that and it's probably going to be he's doing it to miguel yeah yeah but not not to his own kid yep, yep yep and that's because they have some kind of animosity and they haven't worked out their issues so we still need so, a miguel robbie showdown in revenge is a robbie and tori just going to be full-on evil next season i think it's going to be that's a good topic they're going to hook up oh absolutely yeah, definitely hooking up. i think miguel and sam should, are better matched and robbie and tori are a better match Makes it, sense. Th- there's going to be so uh, about season four because I've been speculating this a lot. Yeah. I, I I love the, that they brought them together at the end. So, I mean, we haven't gotten to that in this review yet. But at the end, the very last scene is they they finally merge. Like, you can see it coming. There's building to this merger. But, like, and this is the great thing about Cobra Kai as a show is that as predictable as some of the stuff is, a lot of it is really unpredictable. Like, season one, I truly had no clue who was going to win that fight, Danny or, or, or Miguel. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Robbie, like, Robbie, or Robbie or Miguel. Ro- yeah. yeah, Robbie or Miguel. Thank you. I had no clue who was going to win that fight. And like since then, it's just it's it's progressed on and on and on with just twists and turns. It's like watching a fucking soap opera as yeah. far as like or WWF <laughs> as far as like all of the twists. Yeah. And everything that or WWE. Sorry. As far as all the twists and everything, you can see I'm from the nineties. Um, but they, but they, they do all this stuff and then they get you to the end where they finally merge up together. And then you start thinking, okay, of the people who are in Cobra Kai, who is the most likely that it's going to be redeemed in, in season four? Uh, and I think that's obviously Tori and, and Robbie, uh, you know, you would imagine. I don't know if they'll do that, but also how long are, are, um, are LaRusso and Johnny? actually going to be able to 
coexist what up, what with each other because one's an offense guy and one's a defense guy. How are they going to run this dojo together? That moment at the end when they're playing, what's the song they're playing? It's badass 80s song, and then it's uh, and then Johnny it's, walks it's in. Genesis. Oh yeah, it's, it's the Phil oh in the air tonight. In the air tonight. Yes, with ending with that cover of in the air tonight, and on the drum beat cue, fucking Johnny Lawrence walks into Miyagi Do, and everybody's there. I was like, fuck yeah! I was uh, disappointed. Eagle Fang plus Eagle Miyagi Fang. Do. Eagle <laughs> Fang, what a fucking great name. <laughs> I Can really I just wa- throw out there Danny's or Larusso's wife. She's I super find hot, her dude. Very, oh very my God. attractive. Yeah. I was, I was, I was like, that lady is sexy. Every time I yeah, saw her, I was is. like, who is that? She's mm. very sexy. Danny did all right for himself. Yes. I also love how Allie, you know, Johnny thought he wanted to rekindle the relationship with Allie, but Allie made him realize you need to be with my girl's mom. And he got the closure. That scene where he's, where, where they, he walks into the door <laughs> and he starts kissing her. Yeah. Like I didn't realize until she poured the honey all over herself that this couldn't be real. <laughs> uh, but like it is so hilarious. Like he's just this pervert sitting there <laughs> whacking off to her. And that's what he's thinking. Yeah. And, she, and, and then he wakes up and he's like, got his eyes closed and he's smiling. It's the best man. <laughs> uh, so wait, you were, spe- I don't remember that. What happened? He dreams of hooking up with, with Allie. Um, Allie. Yeah, when he first yeah. meets her. Oh, no, no, no. Not Allie. Of, with Miguel's oh, mom. Oh, Miguel's, Miguel's mom. mom. Sorry, right, yeah, right, right. Oh, okay. And he's, yeah, it's a dream. Yeah, I, where he like barges in, like, like you know, straight out of a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Where you just, you just go for it. He, he, oh, that's what okay. he imagines. Like that scene in Joker. That for yeah, I don't yeah, he that knocks either. on the door and she goes, Miguel's not here. He's like, I'm not here for Miguel. Oh, and he grabs her. And it was, yeah, <laughs> and it was got probably- this Casablanca kiss. And then- he, then all of a sudden she's pouring like horchata over herself and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just, it, oh, it's, shit. it's amazing. That's and she, out. by the way, is also very attractive. Yeah. Man. Word. Uh, they, got, Word they got a good looking cast. Speculating for next season at the very end of the season 10, Crease, we find out. Terry Silver, calls right? His buddy Twig, that is possibly Terry Silver. Oh, it's Boomer. definitely Terry Silver. Anthony, who is Terry Silver? Terry Silver was actually born like that character was born to be on Cobra Kai because that character is so over the top in Cobra in uh, Karate Kid season uh, part three. He is the he is Crease's friend that he calls in Karate Kid part three who has a lot of money and invests it in like dumping oil in bad places or something. Toxic waste. Toxic yeah. waste. Yes, <laughs> and he he helps him. He wants to create a Cobra Kai empire with him, but they first have to take out Danny in a tournament. Yeah. He, I mean, he's 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 made for Cobra Kai because he's he he was too over the top in Karate Kid Part Three. Yeah, the great thing about him is he's this rich guy that like kind of just puts everything on hold to fuck with a kid, oh, yeah. <laughs> like for like a few months. He, he, he's like skinny Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes, he looks just, like but, but rich. Yeah, but he but he's successful in turning um, Larusso bad. Like like to the dark side for a while before he goes back. Yeah, he to does me. turn Larusso to the dark side. Yeah, he makes so, him, he makes him hit boards until his hands bleed, and he starts laughing maniacally. What, was yeah, he in it, four also, Terry Silver, or just no, the three? No, no. Just no the three. there's word though that um, what's her face uh, from Million Dollar Baby who played Hillary Swank? Oh yeah, yeah Hillary, Hillary Swank and and Barnes is going to wait. Come back. They're going to bring yeah. back Hillary Swank. They're, they're yeah. saying for, they're saying it's an inevitability. What is that on the poster? Karate Kid's bad or neck Karate's bad boy. That's Barnes, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Karate Kid Part Three. <laughs> I I didn't like it either, but I mean, I I do like the idea of Silver. Just how silly it yeah, is. Yeah, oh, it, it, it it works better. Bring on Terry guy. Silver. Yes. Yeah, I feel like the idea of Silver is great. That's yeah. a, that's one you guys got to. Karate Kid Three is horrible. It's bad. Awful. Yeah. 
And next Karate Kid is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so was, there's uh, been a lot of talk about that though too. Is because Will Smith is the uh, what executive producer of that? Yeah, what that was the Jaden Smith. Uh, no, Jackie no, that's Chan the, one. the the Hillary Swank one. No, Hillary oh, Swank one is next Karate Kid. The the Karate right. Kid reboot is is the Will Smith with, with yeah. Jackie Chan. And that's, right, they're doing Will, Kung Fu. Is, no, count. Will yeah. Smith is is the executive producer of Cobra Kai, the television show. Is he? No, he's not. Yes. Look it up. Really? Yeah, he is. Oh, Absolutely. Shit. I just looked it up. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so there, so there is a, a pop probability that there will be tie into that movie as well. Oh, so you could wow. bring Jaden, you could bring Jaden into I mean, the fucking end to end. Uh, that's where the show is completely jumping. Okay. Right. So uh, I think a one more as season. As soon as the power of nepotism comes in. <laughs> I, I agree with what you said, Anthony. Is there? I think they got like a three more seasons, but after well, I wouldn't even go. I no, think they got one like more, one. Two, two, I think after one two. more, it's good. It's done. I think one Finish one more out. one more and we're done. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is Crease is really that. That's the thing is is Crease in in Karate Kid lore. Crease is really the end boss, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's he is you, uh, you know the end boss of Mario Brothers. So once you get yeah. past him. You, you, how are you going to pull from that lore a, a different boss? Unless it ends up being Silver somehow, like he doesn't come into the very last show of next year. But ultimately, how do you get worse than Crease? Um, it you don't. They're going to have to kill it. Kid lore. They just have Zombie Sato show. Uh, Sato, yes, <laughs> but Sato's redeemed. So yeah, Sato is already redeemed yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah, but that's that, another Easter that, though, because Johnny is kind of, if you think about it, in the beginning of John, R- Karate Kid Part Two. I had thought of Johnny as already redeemed. Mm. He was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was redeemed in in a, in a sense. But this again, this show did a, did something you didn't think you'd ever want, which is a show kind of featuring Johnny Lawrence's from his further redemption. from his point of view. Yeah, yeah. He never grew up. Uh, okay, a couple of Easter eggs I love. There was, like you said, Rugs, there's fucking chock full. A couple of the ones I caught that I liked. And the first episode had a lot of funny lines. That whole uh, PTA meeting where they're talking about, first of all, they go, there's a full-scale karate riot in the town. And I was like, that's hilarious, the news lady saying that. But then in that meeting that they were going to ban karate, Danny gets up. He goes, when I went to school here, I was bullied and karate saved me. And there's a dude in the back goes, bullshit, I heard you were the bully. <laughs> That's so mean, funny. Uh, the, the, the only thing that I, I think is really stupid that no one's mentioning is that whenever Johnny is bullying uh, Ralph Macchio or whatever, Daniel son, yeah. he's always got like five guys. So how is it that one skinny kid is going to bully the five guys? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's that's he not had, how he had thing. a gang with him. Come on. Uh, but still, it's fucking hilarious. The flipping the script on that, yeah. I think sometimes it's reaching. It's, <laughs> big time. It, I mean, super reaching. Uh, it made me think about the story in a different way. Uh, I mentioned the 97 Ford that he has. That comes from the Karate Kid. That's the car Miyagi gave Danny as a birthday present. And the studio actually gave the car to Rolf Macchio as a gift. He tells the story of the car. Too. Yeah, he tells the story of the car with his great. It's uh, a 47 the, Ford, but yeah. Fo- what? Oh, I said 57, 47. No, you said 97. <laughs> oh, not, did I? 1947. Great year. Yeah. That uh, soccer fight between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do, homage to the soccer scuffle between Daniel and Cobra Kai in the first movie. Oh, yeah. I loved when they when he's in Okinawa and they're at the bar, they put the ice down for the drinks and it's like the ice oh, yeah. from him breaking the ice in the second movie. That's the second time that they did that because they did the, he was going to break ice in the park. Remember, he was going to do a demo. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yes. He had the ice set up. And then uh, Miguel finds the hand drum that you also see in the scene, in the flashback scene, which is still, that's such a fucking, just the fact that he's like, I had to fight to the death for this girl. 
Let's think about that for a second. That's crazy. The last episode was called December 19th was the title of the episode. That is a reference to Danny and Johnny's showdown at the All Valley Tournament. Happened on December 19th. You had the skeleton hoodies. Tori's wearing skeleton hoodies like uh, Johnny's gang back in the original movies. And then a lot of the same songs. A lot of the 80s songs they used, they played again from the movies in the same kind of moments during the dates between Johnny and Allie and and They also Dan. haven't yes. changed the signage at the All Valley Tournament since oh, it's the, the 80s. Same, yeah, it's the same... Uh, dated logo i love they went to golf and stuff they're so good dude there's so many things okay look good stuff let's rate it rank it amongst the seasons if you like uh jason dutch let's start with you if you had to give it a number out of 10 what would you give this season all right i know i said earlier i'll give it a five out of five but the let's realistically speaking i mean for what this is and this show is not a show that you're supposed to watch and take it completely seriously on a fun factor it is a 10 out of 10 Absolutely. Um, on a, you know, on a overall factor, as far as like when you bring in like the, the acting and everything like that, the acting is probably like a, a, a six and a half. But when you weight those two things together, I, 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 people might call me stupid or like whatever. Uh, this is like a nine and a half because right. it accomplishes what it came out, set out to do. Yeah. Which is to tell you this, this coming of age story for Johnny and for the kids, you know, to, to have a lot of fun with it, to be, to, to give you the nostalgia and really to like get to develop and flush out these characters um, in a really that, that have really been enigm- enigmatic for years because you haven't seen them as with most 80s movies, you know, so it accomplishes exactly what it what it sets out to do. And the twists and turns are great. So I unapologetically give this a nine and a half hey, out of ten. That's good. That's a good score. Anthony, what do you got? Oh, and uh, as far as seasons, did you prefer it over the other seasons? Though? Oh, um. So, you know, Can I you even it's tell hard, the seasons apart. Yeah, it's hard yeah, for me to do that because I watched no them seasons. all together. Yeah, but mind, because man. of the fact that we the, uh, that they went to Okinawa, yeah, this one and and they brought in Allie, I have to put it above the other two. And also, I will all say right. the acting was better in season three than it was in. So I was kind of bummed they didn't bring Aisha back because I yeah. liked her character. Um, but they did say she might come back for season four. No Aisha or Stingray. I was also missing. Which one was Stingray? Stingray, the big, the <laughs> older chubby dude with the, the, Oh yeah, the I t- that's right. He, was he wasn't great. bad. See, I no. liked that character, but what he the hell? Great. That, 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 I, I don't mean to break more time here, but I'm going to. When he goes to that party with the girl. Yeah. In the and he's got season. the 40 ounces taped to his hands. And she's <laughs> like, I thought we were going to your buddy's house. And it's like all high school. He's got like this 30 year old chick yeah. and they're, they're hanging out at a high school party. And she's like, <laughs> it's the funniest shit so dude good. like this guy's just a total dildo and he's <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny i don't know what happened with aisha they, she said something that the writers said they couldn't find something for her and she had lost all this weight to be in the season and then found out she wasn't in it so i don't know i don't know what was going on there uh anthony mm. what are you gonna give it i'm gonna go I'm gonna go eight and a half. Okay. I think it's it's still really good. Yeah, I don't really have much criticism other you know, I'm just if I had to give it like a critical eye, that's probably why I'm taking off a, a point and a half, just because you, you can't like you can't with a straight face say this is a ten out of ten show for sure. Like the act like everything is just perfect. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. But it's just so fucking fun and it's yeah. so um reverential to the old stuff and they, they hit all the right notes. Like it's pitch perfect in terms of like the line they want to be on where it's cheesy yet there's like times when it's serious and there's times when it's just fun. Yeah. So they, they hit all the right notes uh, most of the time. 
And uh, as far as ranking it among seasons, oh man, I think I liked season two the best. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, huh. I, I don't. I think season two probably was my most fun, but I feel like it's right there with season one in terms of like they because of the some of the nostalgia stuff. And season one was such a surprise. Honestly, though, I feel like all three seasons are like equally good. They are very good equally. Okay, Rugs, what are you going to give? I think uh, I would kind of agree that season two had more interesting drama going on. And this one was more of a fan servicey uh, type of a season. I did think the acting was better. And you had some people to come in to actually raise the bar. Like, you know, Elizabeth Shue coming in and raising the bar. So um, I think overall was uh, was a good season. I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm going to give it like an eight, um, 8.5. Okay. I'll go with Anthony's score because uh, I did score. think it was good. But, you know, I do notice the I do notice some of the flaws, <laughs> but I do have fun with no. it. So <laughs> don't Not notice you. it. Look away. <laughs> let me let me ask one quick question yeah. before yeah. You, before nerd gives his. Um, yeah. And so. There was the part where he was in jail, where he was in the uh, juvie. Robbie, and he's yes. and he's getting and he's getting bullied by uh, the black dude and his two boys. Right. So, but at the end of it, they sort of give each other the respect nod. Well, right. he because he Do beat you the think shit that out that's of That's important to the series. Like, is that kid coming back? Ooh, hmm. Oh, maybe. Possibly. They, give you, they do it because of the they don't snitch on each other. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that kid coming back. Because Robbie has those other Yahoo friends who are in prison. and I really he, wanted Robbie to kick their ass, though, so I was happy to see him stick up for himself. Yeah, that was great. Robbie did get kind of sidelined this whole season, which is, you know, one thing, but it's it's fine. It's whatever. Maybe he'll be the focus in the next I feel like season. he will, and now he has a reason to be on Crease's side, and he feels everybody betrayed him, but he did enjoy the Everybody juvie. but the crazy homeless lady at the yes. soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's on his side. Oh, yeah. He was at the same kitchen. The fact that they even bring her back. I think she yeah. was in season one. Oh, she was? That lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't remember She that. was the lady that was like standing out when he's looking for a dojo. Oh, in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Ah. When he's waiting in his car. Dude, there's so many callbacks. They do such a good job. Again, it's like fucking Star Wars. They're treating it. I'm going to give the season <laughs> a nine because I just love their aggressive nostalgia. It fucking works. The, I, I, I like this better than last season. Hmm. The first season, though, is, was, is phenomenal because of what you said, Anthony. It was so, so surprising. surprising. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea I wanted to see this story from fucking Johnny Lawrence's point of view. And now Look, this is I all I want. I look forward to this the next season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just hoping they don't jump the shark. I'm looking forward to the tournament. I, I thought that we were going to see the tournament at the end of the season. But then I was like, oh, fuck, it's over. They're kind of stretched it out, but it worked. I believe you got to end it with the All Valley with Robbie Miguel rematch. Yes, that's the fucking Geek shit moment. right so wait, there. All right, so like, what do you think? Let's do predictions for next uh, yeah. season. What do you think's gonna happen? If you can boil it down, Rob, like, Rob, uh, Dimitri will break Hawk's arm. <laughs> I think. Well, when you add in Terry Silver, like, oh yeah, that's when shit got ridiculous in Karate Kid Part Three. So I feel like anything can happen. It can get really weird. Yeah. Get- so Terry, like, so Terry Silver shows up. He takes Cobra Kai to, and they start breaking boards. Yeah, and they start doing weird shit. And I think that he's gonna start actually doing like manipulation shit, like that's on another level. Do you like, think he's gonna like- come in right away, Rugboy? 
or or like I feel like he'll be like uh, either the first or second episode he'll be in. Really, I was surprised they waited. Yeah, because Cobra Kai doesn't fuck around; they just That's do true. it. <laughs> I, I mean, they waited like eight episodes to give like, you Ali. How far did we have to wait to get Kamiko? We went right in, boom! It was right there, yeah, right, 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 in, the, right in the middle. So. Two episodes, too. I wasn't expecting yeah. two episodes. Chosen right there, boom! Yeah, but Ali, they around. waited till fucking episode nine to fucking pull the Ali card. But it was a good. It was organic. It made sense. Yeah. Uh, Terry. So Chris, everything is riding on this. He has to leave. He's desperate. He can't. And who who else does he have? He has Tori. He has Robbie. He's got the Asian asshole kid, probably still. Well, well, if they go by what was canon in Karate Kid Part Three, uh, yes, Chris intended on making Cobra Kai dojos everywhere. Oh, so maybe they just expand on that. And now With there's Terry like Silver's money. A fucking like a giant like a military Cobra. A Kai. franchise. He franchises it. The they're gonna they're gonna storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna oh, storm that shit. goddamn park that they're at. Karate, yes, they are. Yeah, they need a place to practice. First of all, no, they're all at Miyagi Do now. Yeah, yeah. Miyagi Do is back, and they're all learning. So I together. think that like uh, Robbie and Tori or whatever are going to hook up. Yeah, and then uh, Miguel and what's her face? Sam. Gonna be, they're gonna they're gonna be together, and then maybe her friend will come back, and then they'll have they'll uh, she'll confess her f- feelings for. her. For Sam, and there'll be a love triangle. So, do you guys think Robbie mm-hmm. and Tori are going to turn to the to the light side of the force? Uh, mm. Yes, I think. I, I think at the end of the day, everyone gets redeemed. Yeah, I mean, you have to kill Kreese to end his fucking story. Like, if as long as he's still alive, he's not going to go away. You're going to have to maybe kill. He'll him. fall into a pile of snakes. <laughs> maybe Kreese just has like a coronary. Yeah, that's and the then, other thing. That and, it could, then, yes. and he takes yes. himself. They out. could give him a heart attack or something. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, because he 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 has to die at some point. <laughs> I think I know how it's going to happen. How? I just thought of it. Actually, yeah. what, that joke I just said, he's going to get bit by his own cobra, the one in the cage. Oh, shit. Maybe. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. He's feeding the rats to the fucking I mean, snake. think about it, though. It brings back. That's how he let his commanding officer die. Yeah, snakes. And they're oh, all about shit. bringing stuff back. In the pit. Oh, yeah, shit. Good stuff. All right. All right, look. We're going to do some quick news from the nation and wrap up. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, David Zika uh, posted a graphic uh, in response to our last episode with uh, Gerald Morris from Two Peas on the Pod, where we ended up talking about one of our favorite subjects, sandwiches we always love sandwiches and so rugs I'm, i want you to explain david zika has given us the sandwich alignment chart i find this fascinating can you explain it to the listener and let me know what your thoughts are on this i can't really explain this because i could be i'll be reading for three what hours and you you it's a visual thing so basically it's like a tic-tac-toe board you got nine slots yeah. you know and in the middle is the true neutral which they say is the hot dog yes in the world of sandwiches, now you have a um, structure uh, side. Oh, structure and you matrix. have another side that's about ingredients. Ingredient matrix, yes. So that's the matrix. So basically, it, the purest sandwich is going to be on one corner, which is going to be like a BLT or a regular, like a roast beef sandwich. And then you're going to go to the most oddly. The most rebel, uh, anarchic sandwich, yeah, which would yeah. be what? So you have ingredient rebel, rebel which means that you don't. You don't adhere to what whatever it is and then you have the structure rebel a structure would be like um the like a 
It has to be uh, something that's contained in between two things, I guess, like a, like bread. Right. So the last one in the far corner is a Pop-Tart. <laughs> is Pop-Tart a sandwich? So this Matrix goes from a, a purest, purest BLT to structure ingredient rebel Pop-Tart and everything in between with the hot dog being in the middle. I know where. I mean, I can't really explain it to you on a podcast. Right, but where but, do you land? I know where I stop, and far as what I term a sandwich. Like how far? How far do you go yes. before it's not a sandwich? Anthony, what do you think? Um, how far do you go before it's not a sandwich? And do you agree with this matrix? Uh, yeah. Once it gets to these ingredients, I'm a, that's when I get out. Some of these, some of these like uh, sweeter sandwiches, like an ice, ice cream, cream sandwich. And all that stuff. That's I don't a really sandwich. That a fucking. I mean, it is a sandwich, I, but. Nah. I, as soon as you get to the part where like it's not no longer two pieces of bread and it's like a burrito, then I'm like, okay, not it's sandwich. not really a sandwich. Jason yeah. Dutch, like a gyro is a sandwich, but this is not. Jason Dutch, what do you think is a hot dog a sandwich? I stop right before that. I am structure neutral yeah. ingredient purist. A subway is a sandwich. The next thing is hot dog. I'm out. I stop right. There. I can understand making a wrap a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It's a wrap. I, I can forgive it though. Um, I can <laughs> forgive sorry. it. And I suppose, and I suppose that literally speaking, a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, I, I guess so. No. Um, you know, just because Damn. we don't call it that, uh, an ice cream sandwich is a sandwich because we, it is a fucking sandwich, but an ice cream taco would therefore be a part kind of a, no, I, an I, ice I cream okay taco is a it. taco. It's not a sandwich. Anyways, but, listener. But it's a taco a sandwich. <laughs> the taco is not a sandwich. It's a taco. That's what it is. It's, it's, but, then, but, but then why is a hot dog a hot dog? And not, and it, but it's hot a, dog is not a, sandwich. a sandwich from Latin America. <laughs> what, the burrito? A hot dog is, is, I think a, hot dog is a sandwich, <laughs> but it's just such an iconic thing on its own. You never call it a sandwich. Yeah. Right. You don't go, let me get a hot dog sandwich. I mean, that's the same thing as a burger. You don't say, let me get a burger sandwich. But I think a burger is a type of sandwich, so maybe I'm wrong. It is a type of sandwich, so is a hot dog. So, listener, if you look at your podcast app, you will see this chart. <laughs> it will be in the show notes. I want you to comment. Let me know where you fall. But, uh, do you think a gyro is it? I think uh, the gyro is the outlier because- a gyro meaning pita bread with gyro meat rolled together. Yeah. Love it. So that's a sandwich, right? I don't think that's a sandwich. No, I don't think it's a sandwich. Even though it's not two pieces of bread, it's still one piece of bread that's folded like Now, if you open the pita and open and make it a pocket and put shit in there, is that a sandwich? If we're going by like just wrapping things in in, in other like, things, um, wheat yeah. or like, like starch, then yeah, I guess so. Well, a submarine sandwich is a sandwich. It's the same type of fold over thing. So let I say I stop at burrito. Yeah, I've never okay. really considered a burrito a sandwich. No. But okay, I guess so. we're like analyzing <laughs> what the what a sandwich really is. I guess it, I could see it. I, the pop tart though. That's that's that not a fucking sandwich. That's not a fucking sandwich. Some no, people, it's a donut. If you are a radical ingredient and structure rebel, that's just a piece of bread with like not, shit on it. It's an enclosed fucking thing. It's not even but then, food. Pizza is a sandwich what? then. What? Yeah, if you're going Pop Tarts a sandwich, then pizza is pizza. Pizza is more of a sandwich than Pop. <laughs> Anyways, this David Zika, this sandwich chart just threw me what, for a loop. If you Send eat a pizza that, like a New York style pizza and you, you fold it, it over, does it become no. a sandwich? No. no. It's a cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, it's Cal's still own. not a sandwich. Calzone is a sandwich? No. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> right. Someone fucking settle this for me. I got no answers from this matrix, from this sandwich chart. It's, it's actually made things worse. It has. Here, let's define it. If both hands are on bread, 
Sandwich. It's sandwich. I got bread for you to put hands on. See, I made this analogy when I I made this exact analogy when I was talking about fandom. Yeah. <laughs> about how it's not the same thing, even though it's the same Is thing. Is a fan a sandwich? No. <laughs> Okay, anyways, enough with the sandwich. I just thought it was, uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought. It's just as confusing as, as we started. Fine. Jess Rivera posted this link, uh, to the story asking Geek Boner. Geek Boner. Or Floppy John. Floppy John. The story is this movie, Crazy Samurai, has the world's first 77 minute one take action film sequence. Oh shit. I love one take fucking things. Uh, 77 minutes is the whole movie. That's the whole movie is one long, uh, it's called Crazy Samurai 400 versus one. There is a trailer. I will put it in the show notes. It says, the highlight of this extraordinary film is a 77-minute action sequence shot in one continuous take. Uh, director Yuji Shimamura has crafted an epic achievement in action choreograph- choreography uh, around this guy, Saguchi, who plays Japan's most legendary swordsman, Miyamoto Musashi, a warrior undefeated in at least 60 documented duels. So this dude in this 77-minute mo- movie is fighting 400 people off in one crazy shot. Uh, I mean, I I've it. seen this before. But just never in one shot. I fucking love one shots. We guys. I mean, you watch Kill Bill, you know, the same shit happens. It's a good point. She fucking fights like 200 guys. Yeah, so it's not one shot. The <laughs> Not one the shot. The choreography needed to do this. So I had to look up what is the longest one shot sequence in TV and movies. On television, there is an Indian drama called The Inheritance CID 111. Uh, broadcast in November 2004, they had a 111 minute long single take. It currently holds the Guinness World Record for the longest single shot on TV. Oh shit! Well, I can fucking beat that because when I was a little kid, yeah. I made a movie with my video camera and I never turned it off. It's still and going. So it's the whole th- <laughs> yes, it's still yeah. It's the, it's the bo- most boring movie ever. Rugby Ernie's house. This is a still yeah. shot of for 200 minutes. This is <laughs> new record. Get its world record holder. You know, when you leave the camera on, it's just pointed at the ceiling yes, or the floor. You just see shadows every once in a while. Can I tell you how many of our vacation uh, videos back in the day when we go with the family VHS camcorder that you have on your shoulder and you hang. We went to Disney World. There's three hours of tape of just the floor and my dad's feet and the camera swinging <laughs> because yeah, he didn't so turn it off. <laughs> That, so, it was, it was, there you go. It's a one shot. That's, that's a one yeah, shot. It's one shot. It works out. One shot in Disney World. That, yeah, no, the structure alignment chart. <laughs> the one shot alignment chart. That's that's still a one shot. It's structure. Now, the ingredients yes. aren't all that great. Of no, the, the one shot. The but the structure's still there. The structure Upload it to YouTube and you get the record. <laughs> well, yeah. well, the longest in film, uh, unbroken shot in cinema's history is a movie called Victoria by Sebastian Shipper. 2015, two hours, 18 minutes. Oh, shit. Shot. It's 138 minutes. So that's the longest in film. Uh, I just, I love, I love when the filmmakers try this shit. It's always very fascinating to see. As podcasters, we do that every week. Yeah. Just keep going. One shot. Speaking <laughs> of which, Jason, thanks for hanging out. What's coming up? Uh, oh, well, you did uh, already said on the dig. What's coming up on the dig and where uh, the can dig people on find America, it? Uh, I don't fucking know because we haven't, <laughs> uh, this, uh, this will be 200, um, for voice from the underground, uh, and the final show for that. Um, again, it's, uh, it's, it, it's going to be more politics, um, and social issues and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we're still going to talk some pop culture be, and, and intertwine it in a way, but, um, we're going to try to focus it and make it a little bit more niche, uh, I going like forward. So, 
Um, it's really going to be just the dig on America. What's going on in America that matters and our, and our, um, opinion on it, especially in a, you know, this not really post Trump, but post Trump presidency world, Trumpism, MAGAism is not going anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, we'll see that, but Sunday's the live stream. It'll be the last live stream as voice from the underground, uh, at, uh, we, we go live at 1030 central, uh, PM, uh, on YouTube. Um, and in the short term, you can find the show, uh, at, you can go to VFU podcast, uh, dot Yola site, Y O L A S I T E dot com and get all of our links there. Um, and the, the biggest thing you can do to help us if you want to is subscribe on YouTube. Um, you can just search for voice from the underground YouTube or go to youtube.com forward slash voice from the underground podcast uh and find it there and then when you see the name name change all of the like if you're already subscribed or whatever it's not going to change it's going to be the oh, same okay, iTunes okay, feed. current feed so, will be it'll have the new stuff yeah okay we're just going to change the, cool. the the name of podcast looking so, forward to all that it's good uh it's a good no, time to, it's a good time to change I mean, look <laughs> it's 2021 shit is changing up in uh washington it's a good time to change and uh pivot and see what the fuck happens yep uh thank, thank you, you. Thank you for hanging out and for your passion for Cobra Kai, because I know you oh, love this Love it. One little announcement. I want to shout out this website, podcastsuggestions.com. We got suggested. Oh, shit. Uh, to be picked up by Homeland Security again. No, it wasn't <laughs> that. It's a new website. This guy just started January 2021 called Podcast Suggestions. Every month, they will have a list of podcasts that they suggest, and we they picked us as one of the honorees. Did they oh, pick really? us, or did you no, say I, suggest? No, I didn't suggest nothing. They reached out to me on Instagram. Thank you, Podcast Suggestions. Sent me this graphic saying, you guys are awarded the certificate honoree for the first month. So uh, I just want to shout them out. Find them on Instagram. I'll put links in the show notes. Visit podcastsuggestions.com. It's Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? You can find me at Really Rug Boy on Twitter. I'm not really doing no. much now, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm He's on Parler. Find something to complain about. He's on Parler and Terminal and Tele. I am not on Parler. And the other one and Signal. He's just follow Heather Antos and then you'll see his Twitter account <laughs> next to hers. Every once in a while, you'll see me comment. <laughs> did you Did you guys see the um real quick the that someone started a Twitter account called John Barron? I've, I have was, seen yes, which, which was Trump's Trump like with, with, with a mustache, mustache picture yeah. with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, I'm new here. How's it going? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, Thirty-seven thousand followers instantly. in forty-five minutes, and then they deleted oh, him. Oh, and then it was gone. Wow. Yeah, they banned. They it. deleted uh, him because it was too funny. Yeah, twi- no Twitter. Is idiotic and they banned it. Oh, Twitter banned. Oh, oh my God, Twitter that, banned it. I thought yeah. he would have left just to like yeah. fuck around even more. Like he, no, banned it wasn't himself. really Trump. It was just some asshole. No, I know that. But it would have been funny if. Well, for, it would have been funny if he could have carried out the gag. But also, would have been funny if that was the one tweet and then he made it like Twitter banned him. They yeah, found that, him. Yes, yes. And he had to like keep creating these new accounts. Yes, that's would have been hilarious. Where he's there for a little bit, gets millions of followers and disappears. You gotta like follow the the yeah. Trump, and you gotta keep finding him. Yeah. He's like, I'm over here now. Now Tom. I'm uh, Daniello uh, Chavez. Hola, guys! I love America. He's a, he's a Mexican hat on and a mustache yeah. and a photo. That'd be great. That was, I mean, the fucking the Twitter satire accounts. Some of the best shit you're gonna find. Sometimes it's genius. Tweet, tweets of God is one of my favorite. That's a great satirical. one. I like Tatiana McGrath. That's what usually funny. What's that one? Uh, Ooh. That's like some guy who pretends to be a girl okay. and just and uh, and basically says the most wokest things, but it's like anti woke. <laughs> it's like uses wokeness against 
like, like you know. Wow, that's kind of clever. Wokeness yeah, can be like, funny. That's kind of kind of like Karate Kid or yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. We all just need to, to to hug each other, but don't don't actually touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai never die. Listener, thanks for listening. Check out the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash three six four. For all the links on all the shit we talked about, links to our store to buy the new look, how to subscribe, support, stay in touch, all of Jason's things, links are there. And of course, as always, tell a friend, share the show with your pets, uh, friends, with your uh, your friends and your family and your gardener and the mailman and whoever you run into. Jock and Nerd! Tell them about the show. We'll love you forever. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm very tired of the Tom Brady dick suck fest. Oh, I fucking loved it. You too, huh? <laughs> I'm pumped. Let's yeah, go with me suck too. Tom Brady's dick. I tell that to Bert and Ernie. Jock <laughs> 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 and nerd.